0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, special um, recruiting episode here today. I know I I told y'all, a couple of y'all had messaged me asking, when are you going to do a recruiting one for 2023s? I thought, you know, Labor Day coming up tomorrow, we do this one here, doing here actually on Sunday, Uh, so could be some changes by the time uh, this this gets published, obviously, Um, but as of right now, we are five days out um, in the cycle of, five days into the 2023 cycle uh, with the contact period. Opening up on, uh, was that, Wednesday is when the contact period opened up. Obviously, Army, Navy were able to pick up some commitments over the summer um, as they opened things up on July 1st instead of September 1st. Um, but outside of that, and a couple uh Lee classes, uh, Tucker Wade, Colin Vickery, probably the two most notables, um, not n- n- not a ton of movement um at all in this class um until a uh, news in this class I should say until the contact period opened up on September 1st and on that first day uh we got one commitment out of a true 2023 in terms of Aiden uh, Bodoni, defenseman out of Western Reserve Academy, versatile player, LSM, defenseman, plays close, plays on the wings. Uh, Good get there for Ohio State. Grew up just outside of Cleveland, um, right there, so an in-state product. Staying home, going to Ohio State. Uh, He's the first commitment in the class, going to uh, the Buckeyes. We've also seen Dartmouth pick up two commitments. They are the only two. They're the only school with multiple commitments since that September first date. Um, as I mentioned, Army Navy have multiple, but been able to recruit for a few months longer now. Um, both those Dartmouth commitments coming on the defensive side of the ball, and David Sullivan and Mac O'Neill. Uh, O'Neill out of Holderness, New Hampshire, Sullivan out of Roxbury, Latin, and Massachusetts. So uh, Dartmouth getting started uh, pretty hot right out of the gate. Um, and, And I've mentioned Dartmouth on here before. They've put together a pretty solid 2022 class. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this 2023 class, if they can continue on that trend. The 21 class was pretty dang good as well. Um, also, we mentioned one Big Ten school. Uh, we also have another Big Ten school in Michigan with Matthew Hahn out of uh, Paul VI. I believe that the VI is that six, right? Um, Matthew Hahn. Paul VI out of Virginia. Paul VI out of Virginia. Um, midfielder. Going up to Michigan. Uh, got, got a pretty strong outside shot there. So, uh, pretty good get there for the Wolverines. Uh, Will uh, Pesanelli, I uh, believe is how you pronounce that. Um, out of midfielder out of Xavier, Xavier and Brothers, Massachusetts. Staying home, going to Boston U. Um, so, those are some of the other commitments. I did want to touch on a couple here. Um, other ones, Larry Horning. Uh, he's the only top 50 kid, I believe, at the moment um, to make a commitment of the inside lacrosse top 50. I believe he's the only guy who's made a commitment thus far. Um, midfielder out of Georgetown prep going to Georgetown uh, to play for the Hoyas. Um, and really, when you watch him, his film... This is a um, this is a player who has a ton of upside. Uh, you see the versatility on the offensive end in terms of being able to invert, in terms of being able to attack from up top, be a good dodger, um, has a pretty strong outside shot, you No, know, very good hands, um, very good dodging ability, especially from up top can get that separation. So um, y- y- you look at him and, and you really do see the upside there. Um, not the most polished player, obviously, at this point in his career, but um, – and also plays can play on the defensive end as well. So very fitting of what um, that staff has been doing there at Georgetown uh, with the midfielders. You look at a guy like Dylan Hess. Um And he comes in as a freshman last year, plays both ways, and is fantastic. So uh, you'll see – and he's not the only one. So you have seen a lot of these kind of two-way midfielders come into this Georgetown program and a Kevin Warren's program and uh, have some success uh, playing two ways. So uh, certainly Larry Horning fits – into that camp and as I said has a lot of upside there uh, both as an offensive playmaker and as uh, someone not only in transition but also on the defensive and as a short stick defensive midfielder the other commitment I did want to touch on a bit was uh, the first ACC commitment we have seen uh, which came Uh, From Virginia. In the state of Virginia. With. Excuse me. With Eli Petty. LSM defenseman. Out of collegiate. VA. Committing to. The. Back to back national. Champions. Petty was able to. uh, Message back and forth with him. Today we've got. An article up on the website lacrossebucket.com. LSM defenseman, in state guy, um, you know, grew up going to Virginia football games and all of that. Uh, coming off a visit this weekend in Charlottesville, which we'll talk a bit about visits um, here in a minute. Six foot five, 205 pound. LSM, also can play close. Um, He's got the frame. certainly, like many guys, will put on size, put on muscle, both before and once he gets there on campus at Virginia. uh, All-league, all-state selection last year uh, for the Cougars. Also plays football. um, And really you watch his film, you can see that you can see that football skills, that defensive football skills in terms of communication, sliding, all of that. You can see that within the way he plays. Defensive cross also is not afraid to take it across the midline and be a threat there offensively. Certainly Petty fits into uh, the camp there of kind of this more modern day-ish, if you want to call it um lSM, where and we've seen it with all his Tiffany teams in the past, both at Virginia and Brown letting your polls go get out and run um and, and 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 Petty you know told me that certainly was w- w- something he liked about this program about how they how they run their defenses, how they play their polls, and really suits his uh, his skill set very, very well there. so uh, Eli Petty first commitment to an ACC, uh, we also, and this literally broke right before we got on air here to record, Jake Spallina, the younger brother of Joey Spallina, will be heading to Syracuse alongside uh, Joey uh, so, Jake Spelina, 2023, midfielder, face-off man, three-way midfielder, if you want to call him that, uh, very, very versatile athlete, Um, pretty good gear, I believe he's a four-star Um, by, what is it, inside lacrosse or NLF, I can't exactly remember which one, but um, highly rated by... I know he's highly rated by NLF and, 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 and certainly has a uh, has a unique skill set as someone who can really play all over the field. Um, you know, kind of a Zach Currier-ish player. Um, you know, I don't like comparing kids this early on to players, but that's kind of when, when you think of that skill set, you think of Zach Currier. So uh, certainly someone with that skill set. Um and obviously with his brother already there. It's kind of a no brainer. <laughs> um Jerry Spolina going to Syracuse and it is in fact um well not a done deal yet. Gotta put that sign on the dotted line next fall, but uh certainly has committed to the Syracuse Orange. First commitment in the class for Gary Gate and company up there. First full class for Gary Gate as the head coach at Syracuse, obviously coming in last uh, summer, or this past summer, I should say, since it's fall about now in most places. Moving on here to kind of some visits I want to hit. Um, so, first of all, Petty, I mentioned, had visited Virginia this weekend. Jake Spolino was also on campus at Syracuse um, along with his brother. And then we've seen a number of very good players take visits um, this past week or so. Uh, well, this past week um, in the 2023 class. Bertie Wombach. Face-off man out of Salisbury, Connecticut, um, visited Lehigh on the first, and then Syracuse uh, was there on September second. So he's gotten to both those places. He's a top fifty player at the face-off. Dot for Salisbury, uh, top fifty guy in the inside more cross rankings, I should say. Um, and then another two other big ones I'll hit here. Zach Mesa, a defenseman out of Culver, Indiana, um, Culver Military Academy, Uh, you know, I I think he's probably, when you look at this class, he's definitely a top two, top three defenseman in this class. Um, He's been on campus at Penn this week, Um, saw pictures of him, I believe it was on the first and then, I know he was back there this weekend as well on the 4th, um, which was I guess, what Saturday. He was present at uh, Penn's uh, inner squad scrimmage on Saturday. So, uh, Zach Mesa has been hanging around in Philadelphia at Penn this weekend. And then, Elijah Stoball, midfielder out of IMG Academy. Um, In Florida, formerly was at Salisbury, is transferred uh, to IMG. He's originally from uh, the Sunshine State, coming back there, Um, obviously going to IMG. Um, He's been up and down (laughs) Charles Street. Was it Hopkins on Saturday? Was it Loyola today? Was it Maryland uh, on... What would that have been, Friday was at Maryland, and then on Thursday was at Lehigh. So uh, he's been uh, everywhere up and down there from Bethlehem to Baltimore uh, visiting schools up and down the East Coast there. Elijah Stoball has. So Wombach, uh, Mesa, Stoball, three of the biggest kids that you know we've seen on visits this weekend. Um, certainly there's been some others that we have seen that pictures haven't been put out publicly as these ones have, but uh, justly, really I wanted to highlight there are some kids that have gone on some visits already um, with things opening up on September first. Um, one question I did want to kind of answer on here before we go: um, I, I've been asked about the you know, speed of commitments. And um, really, uh, you know, I'm not that surprised that we only saw one true 2023 commit on September 1st. Um, I frankly didn't really expect to see any. Um, And to to date, sitting here Sunday, September 5th, at 7 o'clock at night, we've seen 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... We've seen eight true 2023 commitments since September 1st. Eight in a span of five days. Expect that, especially as I mentioned, a lot of kids have been on campuses this weekend. Football's back. They're having kids out there for football games. I've seen a lot of 2022s getting on the road as well. Things are opened back up. Things are back to normal. And so, I think a lot of kids, and really, this class actually missed a year, in a sense. Missed that freshman season in 2020. So, developmentally, this class is a bit behind. Now, you certainly have your outliers who are just studs. But the majority, the big chunk of this class, hasn't been... I don't want to say hasn't been evaluated as much because certainly 2022 was basically all film until the summer and spring. So this class 2023 is a bit less developed, I I would say, in certain positions, certainly outside of your top like five guys. And even then I would say probably the top five guys aren't as far along as maybe the top five in 2022 were. Now, it's not the case for everybody, but you, you, you do have a bit of that as well. Um, and you do have some some schools that are still working on 2022s. And, you know, that, that, that's just how it is. I know there's a number of schools that didn't really focus on 22 recruiting. Um, they'd watch film and and, 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 and they talk to kids, but, but they didn't really give out committable offers or whatever until – or take commitments – it's uh, probably a better time for that. Didn't take commitments until, like, I mean, you had some schools that just took commitments this summer. Now Holy Cross, I was one of them, and that was a different situation with the coaching change and all of that. But um, you do did, did have a number of schools who didn't necessarily focus that heavy on twenty twenty twos until the summer. So uh, this twenty three class was already going to be. Um, a bit behind, I don't want to say behind, but a bit slower than, uh, commitment wise. And I do think you have a lot of kids who they watch their 2022s, their, their teammates, siblings that they have them, um, go through that process of not being able to visit schools and say, Hey, like, I want to, I want to take my visits and then make a decision. So, and, and, you know, you know, th- th- that is a, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> obviously, take your visits, then commit. Um, and I mean that, that is the best way to do it. And so it's great to see kids taking that approach. Um, and, and I assume probably more so than not will take that approach. Um, you know, obviously the first commitment in the class was an in state guy, been Ohio State fan and all of that, uh in uh, Bodino. And then you you have a guy like Petty who commits today lifelong uh, Virginia fans. So, you know, those are two instances where, like, they you know, might not be as familiar with the coaching staff and all of that, but familiar with the school, familiar with the area, with the program. So, um, you know, in cases like that, might see some more commitments come sooner. Um, and I certainly do expect a bunch this week, but as uh, terms of the speed. I, I'm, I'm not surprised at all by the speed that we've seen. Last year was ridiculous. And that's why we've seen not as many decommitments as I think some people thought there would be. But we've certainly seen a a, a good deal of commitments in that 2022 class. Uh, Colin Rove uh, just flipped from Hobart to High Point uh, today. So to, uh, literally, as we speak, another one. Um, you no, know, has happened today, so um, I, I don't think we're gonna see as much of that in the 23 class because these kids do seem to be, first of all, they're getting to go on visits earlier, and secondly, th- by doing that, you have more information to go off of before making that decision. So, uh, not surprised at all by the slow speed. Uh, that we're seeing of these commitments in week one. And again, it's only been five days. It's only been five days, guys. Like, not everyone's going to commit day one. Like, not no, not everyone's going to pick up the phone on September 1st and get phone calls. Not every, not every coach makes phone calls on September 1st, you know? So it just depends the situation. So uh, speed, don't, don't, don't read too much into your school or whatever, not taking as many commitments early on. Um, and certainly don't lead into some of these big-time players if they don't make a commitment early on or as early as uh, we've seen big-time players make it in the past. It's still kind of a lucid, uh, fluid situation here with uh, recruiting amongst these schools. Uh, with getting film on guys and all of that um, and certainly getting getting to get back on the road and host kids and all of that after a year of not being able to do it so uh, speed not not a problem. as always, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we'll continue with all' uh, we'll, I'll pop back on here periodically talk about recruiting, but uh, we'll continue our season preview. Series on lacrossebucket.com coming up this week. We've got oh, let's see, who do we have this week? I know we have Canisius, Mailist um, Marquette Merrimack, and Lehigh All this are we had Lehigh, yeah, Lehigh this week as well. I have Goyola, Manhattan to end last week. Uh, So, got got some previews coming up this week. More rosters are being released. I expect schedules to start coming up, coming out um, anytime soon. Obviously, Towson with the first schedule of release of the year. As always, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us at lowcostbucket.com.